Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Global Grads. I am joined by quite a few people today, and I'm so excited to bring everyone on. Um, today, we have Maxwell Bogpene, a PhD student in political science, joining us. And I'm alongside my hosts, Reese Patterson and Laura Baina. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Hey, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, Max, it's always a pleasure to have yet another international student on. Um, can you just give us a brief description as to um, what you're studying at the moment and how you made it to Western and London? Um, like you rightly said, I'm studying um, um, the PhD in political science. My focus is in international relations. I study non-contestation and why countries or regional groups of states um, try to pull out from international organizations. So specifically, I'm studying the International Criminal Court and why um, some African countries have signaled to pull away from the court but have still remained as uh, members of the court. So that's um, the puzzle I'm trying to uncover. Very good. It's, you know, um, of course, as a political science student myself who enjoys IR, um, or international relations. Um, it's something that I can definitely, um, you know, really appreciate. And how did your journey lead you to join us here at Western? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite a, a journey, um, I must say, but uh, um, I started my undergrad back home in Ghana, um, which I did for four years. After that, I did my master's in Ohio University um, in, in, in the U.S., um, that was for two years, and um, then I joined Western. So um, I must say that um, it's been uh, it's been exciting learning um, all these things, um, especially in international relations. That's that's something I like so much, and um, getting to meet a lot of people that I interact with. But I would say my journey so far has been uh, shaped by the kind of people that I meet, and especially my professors along the way. They keep trying to encourage me and. Um, challenging me to go on, um, I mean, steady higher and, and pursue other stuff. So I would say it has been shaped largely by the people that I meet and my professors. It's always excellent news. Now, um, we have loads of questions for you um, about Ghana. This is a country that I do know admittedly very little about. Um, so tell us about what, what part of the country you're from. Um, I'm from the northern part of Ghana, Northwest specifically. Um, it's called Upper West Region. Um, that's where I was born and that's where I grew up. Um, and I mean, Ghana relatively is a little bit small, but it has um, historically has um, the name when it comes to, um, I mean, African history, I would say. So um, I'm from the northern part of Ghana. Um, very good, very good. And I think, you know, it's so, always interesting to talk about the regional variation that exists within a country. Um, and um, I know we were talking about the, uh, the, the football or soccer um, beforehand um, and me seeing the, uh, the Ghanaian international team uh, playing at the World Cup um, and, and boasting a few footballers. Um, now, in terms of what home means to you, um, what are some things that stand out about the region you're particularly from in the North? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I, I I think regionally Ghana is like it's very diverse. I would say most people don't always know 
that's um i mean africa as a whole is diverse but then ghana too is very diverse and the language is always one of the the big things in africa that even we those in ghana like i am from the northern part of ghana the language i speak uh, some people from the western part or southern part of ghana do not really understand what i speak so language is like a big thing in in where i come from and it's one of those things that kind of um divide us and um kind of puts us into different groups of people and we're able to identify by that so language is one of those things that stands out but um yeah i think probably that's what i would say is is like a big issue in in where i come from it's so interesting to see the geography of languages like especially in africa or even just like different dialects found everywhere one quick question are you back home or are you currently in canada are you in london yes um yeah i'm in i'm in london this is something that i was interesting too because i was thinking how how different has been the pandemic over there than here because for example i went home for the vacation and over there like the the virus is everywhere so no one cares anymore i feel like <laughs> so everyone was like when i get there i was super stressed and i was like being super careful but then a couple days and i was like i don't care anymore like no one here cares there there's no point in me taking care and that's like a weird thing and when i came back to canada i was like again following a lot of rules and doing a lot of stuff and i'm i'm wondering if you think that the pandemic in your hometown is being very different from here yes i i agree with you totally and uh, it's it's different i haven't been back home but i i speak to family and friends back home almost um, every week weekend and then um what i can um say to um at what you just said is that people at um some point in time i i felt like maybe they they got tired of what was happening and they just um lost their guard and they were back out in the streets and things like that and um Ghana too had to go through an election um year during um in December so during that time the rules were a little bit um, relaxed and they were doing campaigns and all that so i uh, it's right after election that people are really getting back into the mood that oh they, we have a pandemic so i i don't, I don't think is that different from um um where you are and people really don't care like in 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 as much as they they do but it's not as intense as it is over here where people are uh, kind of strictly going by the rules and no outdoor events and things like that people i i i have friends and i see on social media people are still hanging out and going for parties and things like that new all over here is is completely different so yeah i i do agree with with that and i also came from the us i came in january and i could really also see the differences in what i was seeing in the us as compared to over here so the first day i came i had to get a sim card and then i i tried to to go to a best buy shop near me and i and i couldn't purchase anything everything was uh, kept side pick up and i did not know but back in the us um everything i could still go to best buy and shop and then things like that so those differences are certainly there when it comes to um, um the countries and how they handle it Yeah no I can I can certainly imagine how we can bond over how poorly a few of the countries have handled all of this um because Ireland has not done well either and uh, originally coming to Canada from the United States in a global pandemic how challenging was that were there a lot of restrictions in place yes it was it was challenging um i i had to start my first semester um back in the US i couldn't come over here and um 
my, my visa had to delay. It took probably about um, six to seven months before I, I actually caught um, something from them. So um, it, it was quite a while. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And I was just always um, living in this constant um, anxiety, not knowing what is going to happen, whether I'm going to continue the program the next day and things like that. These were things I, I was really worried about. And I, I, I felt like at the end, when I, when I finally made the journey across the border um, to Canada, it was, it was less difficult than I anticipated because the entire process of the documentation and getting the visa was that stressful. But when I finally uh, made the transition, it was easier. Do you miss anything about the States? It's not too different, I would say. Like, um, I was in Ohio, and it's, it's not too different. Like, I mean, weather-wise, not too different. But I think maybe because of the pandemic, I haven't um, had a chance here to go out and, and meet a lot of my, my mates in my cohort and, like, experience what it is like to be in Canada. That's what, that's what I would say. So I'm not able to, to give some clear-cut differences between the two um, countries. But... I think um, it's not too different. That's what I would say. A few differences I have seen, but not not something um, too big to talk about. So you had any like typical Western activities, like go to the Spoke or go to Rick McGee's on Thursday or go to Barney's patio when it's open? <laughs> None of that yet? <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. I haven't. I have, um, I have gone to um, um, the, the recreation center, the student recreation center. I do work out um, almost um, every week over there. So I've, that's, I think that's the only bit of um, Western culture I've experienced. And I see that people like to just work out a lot. And I've seen a lot of students in there. So that's fun. And also you can't forget the grad club. The grad club is definitely the, the, the hop in place to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard a lot about the grad club. I, I look forward to going there one day. Yes, it is. Uh, it's definitely up there on the uh, on the list of things to do uh, now that you are officially a Mustang and in London. And we're we're so excited to have you. Um, now, one thing I love asking international students is what they think of the winter, because it is divergent on opinions, depending on who you ask. What what are your thoughts? How, how are you able to to navigate this this challenging season, should I put it? Yeah, when 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 I when I moved to North America, first um, winter was that crazy, but um, now I'm I'm getting a little uh, bit better in it. But then I, I would say that when I one of the clear differences I could see between the U.S. and Canada um, was the weather. Like I don't know the Canadian weather. I would say it's a, I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's much more colder. And the snow stays. So anytime it snows, it doesn't really go away like uh, in a few days. It takes weeks and months and it's, it's just there. And that can be frustrating, especially when you have to, to catch a bus or something. But yeah, the, the winter is one of those things that people, like I feel like we, for now, you get used to it as and when you, 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 you experience more of it. But when you come, it's always definitely challenging. But Canadian winter, I feel like it's a little bit um, on the higher notes as compared to our others. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can totally understand that, especially when the snow doesn't go away. It acts always as a constant reminder. It's haunting you almost. So I can totally, totally understand that. Um, now, um, we understand that this is your first time in Canada. Once the world 
sorts itself out a little more and we're able to travel. Um, are there any particular Canadian sites that are on your bucket list to see? Yes, um, I've, uh, I like to travel a lot. I've been looking out um, for places to go. I have um, Vancouver in mind. Okay. I have um, um, St. John's Newfoundland. Um, I'm told there's, um, there, there's this, um, the Titanic crash nearby there. So there's this historical site there. That's one, one place I would like to go. I have um, Alberta. I have this, is it Banff? I'm not sure what I'm having the name right. Yep, yeah, that's correct. I, yeah, so Vancouver, Newfoundland, Alberta. Like this, these are places I'm thinking about. Extreme East Coast versus West Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, just so that I can get um, the entirety of what it feels like to be in Canada. Yes, absolutely. I actually have um, had the opportunity to go to St. John's, Newfoundland, and it is beautiful for so many different reasons. Do you like seafood? Because the seafood out there is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Oh, yeah, I, I like seafood. That's even a reason why I should go there. <laughs> Excellent. So you, you will love it regardless. And I admittedly have never been to Vancouver myself. What, um, what particular sites um, would, you, would you want to go see um, in one of Canada's major cities? The mountains and nature. I, I like that so much about Canada. And uh, I feel like this, I'm, I'm told there's a lot more to see in Vancouver when it comes to nature and just looking at the mountains and all that. So, and maybe goes mountain climbing or something like that. Just any of those outdoor activities to just get a feel of nature. That's something I really want to do. How is Ghana with respect to that? Like, do you have a lot of outdoor activities as well or? Yeah, I've, I feel like growing up, we've, we've always been outdoors all our life, but, <laughs> uh, but it's not, we don't, we, we have a feel of nature definitely. It's, it's um, where I grew up with, we have a, it's not too urban. So we could really, so, go into the bush and, and things like that. That was when I was growing up and I was little, but uh, things have become so urbanized and kind of deforestation and things like that is catching up, especially in the Northern part of Ghana. So we don't really get to uh, have a, a, a close contact with nature as, like, uh, as compared to when I was growing up. But Ghana is a little bit flat and not, uh, not having a lot of mountains and, and, and things like that. It's fun when you drive, uh, when you go to Banff. Um, I have been to Banff and it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But when you go in, you, you either fly into Calgary and Calgary is flat. Like it's all prairie. There's nothing. Groundhogs pop up everywhere and you're driving along and driving along going into Banff. And then all of a sudden you see this big mountain range just in the distance and you like come closer to it. And there's like elk and deer that you could, that are just wandering around the city streets. Like you can go up and pet them. Like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend doing that with any of the wildlife here in London, like the geese or raccoons, <laughs> you know, like don't do that, but the, the elk are fine. Yeah. You can go and pet those in town. Or the, uh, in London, the skunks, there are a million skunks in this godforsaken city and I don't understand it so yeah well I mean Max you would know you would know well enough you're in a PhD program not to not to get too close to a skunk but uh no this um this talk about a geography and climate has sort of got me thinking Max overall throughout the year what is the weather like um in the part of Ghana that you're from is it does it remain relatively warm 
Yes, so Ghana, unlike here, we have um, two seasons. We have um, the raining season and the dry season. So the um, the raining season, like the name Konos, is, is more like um, uh, it's just more, mostly rainy and we get um, more rainy days. Then the dry season is, is more sunny and hot. That's then, and those are the two differences that we have. So if I were to um, give you a little bit of context so that you understand, I would say, I mean, the dry season is, is, is like our winter, I would say. So it's, it's that very hot, like, like, I mean, extreme, like the extreme level of um, the weather is very hot and very dry and like you have dry lips and, and, and things like that. And uh, it can go as high as 35 degrees Celsius, 36. And then the rainy season is a little bit more humid and we get a lot of rain almost um, every day. So that's, that's the differences, I would say. So given that you have these two different weathers, what will you say that, what is, what do you like to do there the most? Like your favorite activities? Yeah, ours would be like, uh, more like early spring, I would say, when gradually getting out of the, of the dry season and we get our first rain and we start to see a few plants grow and things like that. And some flowers, that's always like my best season back in Ghana. And at uh, that time you, you get to, I mean, it's not too hard to play around it's not too 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 hot to stay outside, so that's the, the time of the year I was like. I just wanted to know, like, if you have any festivals or like any gatherings or any like special things that you do on your favorite. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, we have a lot of festivals in Ghana. I, I would say almost every region has a festival, and and it goes throughout the year. So there's always something to do. In where I come from, in my region, we have probably more than ten festivals. So. Like there's always something to do. Either at the end of harvest, most of the common festivals, they are mostly at the end of harvest. And um, it's something that you always just group around and it's more like a celebratory moment and people get around and try to have fun and things like that. And it's, it's so important in this day and age um, to have a bit of fun. Heaven forbid we have that now. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. And the other question I, I like asking uh, international students in regard to that is, what do you miss most about Ghana at the moment? Wow, that's, that's a good question. I've, I've been away from home for some time now. I, I definitely miss family and friends. And um, that's, that's one of the things. And then food. I feel like <laughs> I feel like food is is picking apart from family and friends. Like Ghana, we like to go out and eat and um, just try different um, kinds of food. And I, I used to do that a lot um, with my friends. So that's one of the things that I, I, I miss. So Max, I'm I'm a huge foodie. I love food. You got to tell me a bit more about what what is Ghanaian cuisine like. What what sort of dishes are we talking about here? Okay, so. Um, I think our most popular dish would be probably the jollof rice. I, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, it's mostly just um, rice, but then I think I should, I, I should let you try it one of these days. I'm told there are a few places in London that do that. So that's a, a common thing. And we have um, fufu, which is um, made of um, cassava and sometimes yam and plantain. And it goes with soup. And yeah, it's something that you scoop, put your hand or maybe even a spoon. And yes, yeah, those are, I would say those are the two big Ghanaian food. But then apart from that, most, 
uh, our other Ghanaian food tends to go with soup. So it's like always something accompanied with soup. So that's that's something that's also very common in our place. Isn't fufu like, don't you have to beat it almost like in like a pestle to get it? I've, see, I've seen yes, it on Instagram. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, uh, and no, that's awesome. And I, I actually, I have heard of jollof rice before. Um, so um, you'll definitely have to um, try those places in London and let me know because it's something that I've always wanted to try, but I'm super picky. I want it to be super authentic, right? So um, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, hopefully under, under normal circumstances can get together and, uh, and, and share that. Yeah, um, yeah, you would, you would love it, trust me. But over here, can you find the ingredients to make it? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I do cook a lot, and um, yeah, yes, and I, I think we have a, f a few. Even if I think almost everything is is most in um, you can find in these grocery stores. Apart from that, anything um, Mediterranean you can get from the Mediterranean stores as well. So yeah, the ingredients is not that difficult, and we have some African supermarkets around too. So if you need to do like a typical. Um, African dish with, with all the ingredients you can always find them around and and I find so often that's how people away from home best connect uh, with home is to be able to make those dishes and to be able to access those um, relatively specific ingredients that really make it authentic um, is so important so um, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that um, that, that they are accessible and what other ways do you connect with home while you're away? I mean, we all use WhatsApp to contact our relatives um, throughout the world. Um, what are some other methods you do to, you know, really embody Ghana in everything you do? Yeah, um, like you said, what WhatsApp is 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 that big thing, and um, that's we just sometimes we have um, this family WhatsApp. We just hop in on the weekend, and everyone is just talking. Yeah, so that's always fun. Um, apart from that, I, I try to stay um, in touch with um, like sometimes news outlet, um, just trying to see what's, what's, what's in the news in Ghana, probably like every once in a while, I just hop into like maybe a news outlet just to read some stuff on, on things happening. And um, I, I would, it's difficult to say um, dressing over here because I, you, you hardly get, you can't, you, you can't really get the Ghanaian kind of dressing here and to kind of stay in touch with the culture because when winter comes and it's that cold, you can't really, <laughs> you have nothing else but to, you have to put on your coat and things like that. So, but I, I think news, reading the news and then um, definitely family calls, those are the two big things I, I try to do to keep in touch. And, it, and it's always so important. I think when you're away from home, you, you really start to realize how important your friends are and family are in this regard and you know how you can connect with them and tell them about your experiences so we're, you know it, it's it's wonderful that we live in a in a technologically advanced world where we can connect with them instantaneously now as we say we we love traveling and we love hearing all about the countries in which our our guests come from if we were to travel to Ghana what are some tourist sites that you would recommend? Yeah, there are a lot of tourist sites in Ghana. One place I would recommend is um, the Cape Coast Castle. 
is one of those places like historically that's where most of the slaves in Africa were transported um, um, to North America so and they have this place called the uh, gate of no return where they put the slaves and they, they had to put them in a dungeon until the ships return and they will transport them to, to North America. So it's a historical site that a lot of people like to visit in Ghana. It's one place you should definitely try to check out. We also have the Kakum National Park also in Cape Coast, more like wildlife and you are on, a, on, on trees and bird watching and things like that. So that's, that's one place to also um, check out. Apart from that, if you go up north, we have um, like the Moli National Park, which is like one of the largest national parks in West Africa, where you, you get to see elephants. You can see, yeah, it's just wildlife. You can go on a safari and just watch a lot of um, um, stuff. And it's that huge. You can't really travel through it in a day. So, yeah, that's those are, I think, yeah, three places I would recommend you should check out anytime you find yourself in Ghana. And I think it's very good because you mentioned um, both um, the physical beauty of, of, of the country as well as some important uh, historical landmarks, right? And there's no need to understate the importance of the Cape Coast Castle in, 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 in shaping uh, the history of Ghana. So we are very much looking forward to the opportunity um, to continue traveling um, once it is safe to do so. Now, Max, we are coming up to the end of our episode. Um, do you have any social media that you'd like to share? Yeah, I, I have my, my Twitter account, which is um, just Bob and Max. Um, so at Bokpen and Max, you can find me on Twitter. And uh, I'm always happy to chat or connect with uh, other colleagues and friends. Very good. Well, we want to thank you very much for um, telling us about your experiences, both in North America and in Ghana. Um, and we hope you had a bit of fun with this, too. Um, we certainly yeah. learned a lot. And we would like to draw another close to Global Grads episode number four. I have been Liam Clifford. My co-hosts have been Reese Patterson and Laura Baina. We have been talking with Maxwell Bogpene, a PhD student in political science. You can check us out on Gradcast Radio. That's at Gradcast Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you and have a good day.